often do you think about your brain? Like rarely, if ever really? Like for me, it was basically never. But that's actually a problem. Because if there's one thing I could tell you to do right now to actively improve your life, it would be to pay attention to your brain. Like without thinking about what's going on inside your head, like your mind and your thoughts, you will never know the power it has over you. And that's actually a problem. But before we get any further, I want you to first use your brain. You don't have to do much, so don't overthink it. There's no wrong answer here. But answer these questions just quickly, off the top of your head, again, don't overthink it. Okay, first question. Would you consider yourself happy? Are you a naturally optimistic person? Are you a glass half full kind of person? Would you consider yourself confident? Hi. Gina Linetti, the human form of the 100 emoji. Or do you tend to be more cynical? Do you look to see what's wrong with a situation before you see what's right? Are you quicker maybe to doubt something? Do you think like stopping to smell the roses is just a waste of time? Like if you're anything like me, my answer to a lot of those questions would be, okay, well it depends. Because some days it's very easy to be cheerful and optimistic. I want to be cheerful. While other days I will openly embrace my cynical side. Like for example, more times than not, whenever I hear inspirational quotes, I have a very hard time taking them seriously. Things like, if you believe it, you can achieve it. See, well, some people, they may be encouraged by that, and I so admire that, I do. But my brain instead looks for all the reasons why that probably isn't true. Which is why, I don't know, I'll probably never achieve anything great, like, I'll never go to the Olympics, whatever. Everyone's brain thinks differently. But not paying attention to your thoughts and how you think is one of the worst things that you can do for yourself. Because like it or not, your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. It all starts in your head. So the average person has about 30,000 thoughts per day, which is kind of crazy. But research has shown that up to 70% of our thinking can be negative. Like they've also noted that our physical health, our mental health, our behavioral health is all linked to our thought life. So for right now, I want you to stop. Even though you've had up to 30,000 thoughts going through your head, you're probably tired. Maybe you're doing laundry or eating or maybe you're on the toilet. I don't want to think about that, whatever. Force yourself to stop for a second and think about your thought life. Think about those brutally honest thoughts that you wake up to, you fall asleep to, that keep popping up in your head, but you can't ignore them. What are those raw, honest thoughts? And consider, your life will go in the direction of your strongest thoughts. How you think will translate to how you live. What you think will translate to what your life will look like. And I'm not talking about if you think long and hard enough about becoming a millionaire. You will in fact become a millionaire. But who knows, maybe if you believe it, you'll achieve it. I don't know. But think about it. When you wake up and the first thoughts that flood your mind are full of worries like things are never gonna change, that will inevitably infect your, your mood, your productivity, your conversations, your perspective. Like the inner dialogue we have with ourselves 
has a ton of power over our lives and the direction that we're going. So in Romans 12 verse 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So are you in a place right now where you're feeling stuck or overwhelmed? Like maybe all your future plans have just been put on pause or thrown out the window. This verse gives us a great launching point that's saying, don't take the easy way out or turn to what everyone else is doing, like numbing the pain or comparing yourself to everyone else or refusing to talk about it. Instead, pay attention to the way you think and how you're processing it. And in, in the middle of that, let God meet you there. As much as your brain is your responsibility, it's up to you to make these choices. You are not expected to do this on your own strength or abilities, like not for a second. God is very much on your side. Like he wants you healthy. He wants you whole. He's there to carry that load and help you take that next step. So you need to know that before we go any further, because as I'm sure you also know, becoming aware of your thoughts or going to those darker places in your mind, it can be painful. So as much as we're not alone in this, we need to be equally aware that there's more to it than meets the eye. If you're a Jesus follower, then you know that we believe there's an enemy who is actively working against us in every way possible. And he would love nothing more than for you to stay in those dark, hopeless, desperate thoughts, or to take away the joyful, content thoughts that you may have. So 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And in John 10:10, it says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So there's very much two sides to this. As much as we can trust and rely that God is on our side, there is someone else who will try to take you down and keep you there. So before I asked you to stop and ask yourself what thoughts were dominating your thinking. Because with those thoughts in mind, the second question I want you to ask yourself is, are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Like, are your most dominant thoughts hopeful and expectant or content or grateful? Or do you feel like you are spiraling? You're sleepwalking. Maybe they're more like dark and hopeless. Your answer to that question says a lot about the direction that you are going in. Because here's the thing. You are never going to drift into a healthy thought life. Like, it won't just come naturally where you land there one day. I wish that was the case but your life will move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Romans 8 verse 6 says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So what are you fixated on? Are your thoughts life-giving or are they tearing you down? Are they bringing more darkness to your life? I do want to say, a brief side note here that's really important because when it comes to any sort of mental illness, you can't think or talk your way out of it. If you've been struggling with some dark thoughts for me a couple of weeks or months now, you need to reach out to someone if you haven't already. Like it's not something that will just pass on its own or that you can just pray away. So getting some counseling or medical help is, it's a really smart decision. So if that's you, I'd encourage you, reach out and ask for that help if you need it. Wherever you're at personally with this, we are never done working towards a healthy mindset and thought life. Like I know I have not mastered it, 
So after this message is over, I want you to challenge yourself. Force yourself to put everything aside, turn off the distractions, finish going to the bathroom, whatever. Do this really practical exercise. And I'm gonna walk you through it right now. And the Bible actually lays it out for us. So in Philippians 4, it says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put it into practice and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. So here's the three steps I want to walk you through. First, I want you to take that first question I asked you earlier on. What are your strongest, most dominant thoughts? If they are mainly positive, awesome. But what are those negative ones that are lingering in your head? And be brutally honest. Like maybe you're thinking things like, I'm not enough. I'm not cut out for this. I can't keep doing this. I have nothing to offer. I will never measure up. Things are not going to change. Like hoping for something is just a waste. I have nowhere to go from here. Whatever they are, physically write them out. Don't just think about them or consider them. Actually write them out. That is the very first step. There's a doctor named Caroline Leaf. She's a scientist, a neuroscientist, and a mental health and mind expert. She said this, as we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. So the second step is to write out those life-giving words or statements that are the opposite of those negative thoughts. So what thoughts bring you life? What do you need to start telling yourself, even if you don't believe it yet? Maybe things like, I am enough. I'm worthwhile. I will assume the best in others. I can trust God with my worries. He has a hope. He has a future for me. I will go to God rather than running away from my pain. I'm valued. Like those are just a few examples. And if you need help with this, we've actually assembled a very long list of statements to help you with this. So there's going to be a link provided after the message for you to reference and use as much as you need for the second step. Again, you need to physically write out these statements. Like pray about what you need to start thinking about. Ask God to help you. What are those life-giving thoughts you need to start dwelling on? You know, doing this exercise, it may feel weird or like I'm trying to rope you into this self-empowerment pyramid scheme. It's not the case. But whether you are a Jesus follower or not, the words from Philippians say to fill your mind and meditate on things that are true and gracious and the best, not the worst. All of that is meant to bring you life and, and hope into your thoughts. Because what you think and how you think matters, especially to God. It doesn't honor him or please him when you think of yourself as worthless. So the third and final step is to say these words of life to yourself every day. You are kind, you are brave, you are Maccabee, you are daddy's favorite boy. You are loved by a wonderful woman. Deep breath in. All heart, all action, movement, direction, directive. Now hear me out. You may roll your eyes at this or feel so uncomfortable doing this. I get that. And it probably will be uncomfortable at first. I'm not saying to look at yourself in the mirror while you say them, but if you put all this effort and work through this and write it down and then put it away in a drawer, that's not helping anybody. So even if you feel like a fraud and you don't believe what you're saying at first, make it your daily prayer to God. Like allow him to transform your thinking because the more you keep this up day after day, one day your thoughts will switch. 
your brain will switch from these negative thought patterns to those healthier, life-giving ones. So do yourself a favor. Take some time and work through these three steps and let your strongest thoughts start leading you towards the life God wants for you and this hope that he has for you. So if you guys don't mind, I'd love to take a minute just to pray with you and then we'll close from there. God, thank you that we can be honest with you about our thoughts and be raw and vulnerable and that you are not scared away by that. You're not put off by that or, or annoyed or frustrated or angry at us. But God, I pray that for every single one of us, myself included, that we would be intentional with our thoughts. We wouldn't brush them aside or assume that it's not a big deal because this matters to you and how we think matters to you, God. So I pray for each person who's watching, God, would you give them the courage and the strength to know what this looks like and, and how to start doing this, God. We ask this in your name. Amen. If you are new to any of this, or maybe you're watching for the first time tonight and you want just more information or have questions, can I encourage you, text the word NEXT to 555 It is anonymous as you want it to be. You'll get a free resource and devotional right to your phone. It's super helpful. So take that if you need it. But guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a really good long weekend. We miss you guys like crazy, but hope you're staying healthy and we will see you next time. Couple more things for you guys to know. We have lots going on for you guys during the week. Even though we can't be together, we still wanna be connected with you guys. So on Wednesday mornings at 10 o'clock, um, Thomas leads a devotional. He's working through the book of James right now. Wednesdays, 10 a.m. on Instagram. That's where you, you will find him. That same day, Wednesday, 7 o'clock at night, we will have a worship portion. You might wonder where the music is on Sunday nights. We still have it, but we're now going to have a worship portion and mini devo on Wednesday nights, 7 o'clock, also on Instagram. All of our streaming platforms, you'll find it. Also, a lot of you guys have been asking me about what's happening with small groups. Is there anything going on? Absolutely, there is. So on May 31st, Sunday, May 31st, that will be our connecting point for the summer. It'll be virtual groups. We have some really, really good ideas. It's gonna be really worth your time. So mark that in your calendar, Sunday, May 31st. That is our connecting point. Thanks guys.